How is it going, Dolphin fans? Welcome to the Same Old Dolphin Show. I'm Josh Katzker with me today, and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. What's up, Dolphins? Aaron, did you know that it's Baker Mayfield time in Cleveland? I did know that. I actually was listening to the game on my way home. Uh, and it was right before the half, and I and I heard that Baker May- Mayfield went in there. Uh, so uh, I'm hoping that he can move their offense well and uh, get get me a couple of uh, Carlos Hyde touchdowns. That'd be nice. I would just like him to uh, do what he needs to do. The New York Jets. Can I can I make a a confession? You can make a confession. So. I was I was hosting a trivia show tonight and they had the game on and after the the show ends you know I'm I've got some cleanup to do around my station got to do like, like you a do little, like you do you yeah, got to clean know, up your you station get, yeah you got to clean up your station and uh you know I got really excited I heard that uh, Isaiah Crowell had had scored a touchdown and then I found myself watching as the Jets were driving down the field and it it was they got inside the 10 yard line and they handed it to Crowell and then they handed it to Crowell again and then they threw it to Crowell and then they handed it to Crowell again and he scored a touchdown and I was just getting more and more excited and he scores the touchdown and I just screamed out yes and I realized that I had never in my life been so happy to see the Jets score a touchdown but that's what fantasy football does to us yeah I feel like I feel like at this point you probably shouldn't be on this show anymore look fuck the Jets but if I've got Isaiah Crowell on my fantasy team, may he score five touchdowns and may they lose 38 to 35. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, now that you, if you're done cheering for the Jets, uh, I, we got a football game to talk about here, Brain, because this Sunday, your Miami Dolphins have, have the opportunity to go 3-0 and for the first time since, what, 2013? That's right. So here come the Miami Dolphins coming home. From the Meadowlands to take on the Oakland Raiders, to take on John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders. And I think this is way we were sort of talking a little bit about this before we started recording tonight, Brain. It's a weird sensation because the Dolphins are favored to win this game. I think they are were three and a half point favorites, I think, is the line, but Oh yeah. It's uh it's I mean, you know, this is not something that we've been used to in recent years, the Dolphins being a favorite. But and then it's also a thing where you look at it and you go, you look at how these two teams match up. And I think just on its face, it really does look like this is a matchup that favors the Miami Dolphins, perhaps more than any any uh, matchup the Dolphins have had thus far this season. Granted, it's only the third week, but I'm feeling... You know, at the beginning of the season, I marked this game down as a loss for the Miami Dolphins when we were going game by game. But as I look at it now, my opinion is shifting. I'm feeling a lot more positive about this game. Of course, history will tell us that most of the time where I'm finally starting to feel good about the Miami Dolphins is precisely when they break my heart because they are, in fact, the same old dolphin. But maybe, just maybe, these are not the same old dolphins. And... Maybe the Dolphins are going to get themselves a big win on Sunday against an Oakland Raiders team that has some weaknesses that happen to play in to the Miami Dolphins' strengths. And I think the the place we have to start, if we're going to talk about weaknesses that the Raiders have, 
that play into the Dolphins' strengths, you have to start with their defense, Brain, because right now, after two weeks, the Oakland Raiders rank 31st in the national football. They've allowed 308 yards through two weeks. For those that are not math superheroes at home, that's an average of 154 yards a game that the Raiders have given up on the ground. And you've got a Dolphins team that is sixth in the NFL in rushing. Uh, I mean, you, and we know that the Dolphins are a team that want to run first because that's how they open up the game for Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. I, I feel pretty good about this matchup here, Bray. Yeah, there's a lot to like there. Uh, with Oakland trading away Khalil Mack, he was really the only playmaker on this defense. And it's an interior of the defensive line that is inexperienced and frankly not very good. It's a linebacking core that is just kind of okay. It's kind of meh. Bruce Irvin can get after it as a pass rusher, but has been exposed in coverage. And Derek Johnson, uh, a solid linebacker, but not the player that he used to be. Not the not the freakish, uh, freakishly athletic linebacker that he used to be. So there, there's play, there's areas where you can expose this Oakland this Oakland defense and. That's been the case the first two weeks, which is when when teams are spreading them out and running, they they're running all over them and they're they're passing all over them too. But but really they're running all over this team when they spread them out and put them in their nickel package. And that's what the Dolphins do. What the Dolphins do more than more than most teams is they they go out of three receiver single back sets. That's Adam Gase loves that. And so they're going to force Oakland into a nickel package. And look, we're sixth in the league in rushing against two teams that are that at least last year were two of the better run defenses in the league. And we've out physical them. We've we've beat those teams in the trenches. So now we go up against a softer team and you feel like at home, Miami should definitely win the battle in the trenches. And if Miami wins the battle in the trenches, that's usually, that's, it's usually a pretty good recipe for success in general, but especially with the way Miami is built. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we're going to find out a lot about this offensive line for the Miami Dolphins, you know, in doubt, in a state of doubt with uh, Josh Sitton going down an offensive line that at times looked like they were uh, overmatched against the Jets last week. Uh, we're going to find out about them this week where, you know, I think if, if this offensive line is able to succeed against the Raiders, you know, beleaguered defensive line, you're going to feel a little bit better about this offensive line. If, on the other hand, the offensive line is still allowing some jailbreaks to happen and Tannehill's still under pressure and we've still got guys getting tackled in the backfield, at that point, then you got to really start to wonder Maybe if the Dolphins shouldn't do something to try to bolster that offensive line. Yeah, I I think at this point in the season, I mean, once once you get here, it's so rare that you're going to find something off the scrap heap that's going to help. Every every team uh, has injuries to their offensive line, so every team carries backup offensive linemen. If you've got a guy that's out there on the scrap heap, um, 
he's not good enough to even be a backup on other teams. So then what are you talking about? You're talking about trading. You're going to trade draft picks for an offensive lineman. And if he's going to be any good, he's not going to be available unless, unless his team is absolutely tanking because no team is trading away one of their better offensive linemen at this point, because that's going to throw their entire season into disarray. So, and at Owen two, I don't think anybody is really trying to throw in the towel. And Frankly, I don't think very many teams are trying to trade uh, any any kind of talented interior offensive lineman, and so and and I don't think that the Dolphins should be in a a position, even if that was the case, to be throwing away future draft picks to try to chase some dream after a two and zero start. Fair enough. Let's talk about the other side of the ball when. The Raiders are on offense and the Dolphins are on defense. And that is something that uh, we're going to need to, I think that, that there's, if there's a place to worry in this game, it's whether the Dolphins will be able to play well enough defensively to sort of stop Derek Carr and the Oakland Raiders passing game. Because when it's on, it's on and it's very good. And I think uh, the Dolphins defense is going to have their hands full, particularly with, uh, with Jared Cook. And also potentially with Amari Cooper and the rest of this wide receiving core for the Oakland. Yeah, I'm not worried so much about Amari Cooper uh, because he has shown through the through his first few years that while he's a solid receiver, he's not an elite receiver, and he's not a guy that will beat a really good corner on any kind of consistent basis. So I feel really good about. Xavier Howard. In fact, if I was the Dolphins, I don't know that they're going to do this, but if, if it's me, I'm just having Xavier Howard shadow Amari Cooper. Um, and especially with, with the questions on the outside, uh, you know, we will, we'll get into it. Uh, Rashad Jones being questionable at this point, we don't know if he's going to play. Now, if Rashad Jones doesn't play, what does that mean for the rest of the second secondary? How does that the secondary actually look? How do they line up? Well, they activated most Smith, Marie Smith, and one thing they could do is they could throw Marie Smith right into the fire and have him replace Rashad Jones. Obviously, we hope Jones plays, but if Jones doesn't play, uh, these are the options. You could put Marie Smith in for Rashad Jones, and then everybody stays where they're at. That means you've got Obviously, Howard on one side, McCain on the other, Minka in the slot, and obviously TJ McDonald as your strong safety. Or do you worry about that? Because, look, Maurice Smith, though he flashed in a preseason game or two, is he a guy that you can trust to start at free safety? Will the Raiders expose him? Will they go deep? We saw... Last year, when these two teams meet up, Derek Carr hit at least one, if not two, big-time deep throws on the Dolphins. And so we know he's capable of doing it. And so if the Dolphins go out there with Marie Smith with no experience back there, maybe that gives a place for the Raiders to attack. But the other thing that the Dolphins could do is they could take their first-round pick, Minka Fitzpatrick, and play him at free safety next to TJ McDonald. But if they do that, then who goes and covers the nickel? Right, then it really becomes a game of musical chairs back there. 
Right, because the only player with any kind of real experience in that position would be Bobby McCain, who has been okay at it. But, you know, even if you did that, Bobby McCain has played well the first two weeks on the outside. So now who replaces Bobby McCain on the other boundary? Uh, And then it would be either McTire or or Cordra Tankersley, which that would probably be an even bigger hole. So if Rashad Jones doesn't play... He's going to be a major hole that is missing one way or another. Um, and that has me concerned not just about the deep ball. It has me concerned about Jared Cook. And the other place where the Dolphins' defense against the Raiders' passing game concerns me is the first two weeks, Deion Lewis and Bilal Powell, when they get matched up on the Dolphins' linebackers, they just absolutely scorch them. And look, the Raiders are going to, we're going to see a healthy dose of Marshawn Lynch. But when Marshawn Lynch isn't in the game, Jalen Richard is that kind of player. He is that kind of running back that can come out of the backfield and, and beat you, you know, with eight, nine, 10 catches in a game uh, and, and turn, you know, little three yard passes into big plays. And that's the player that really concerns me in this game. Yeah, I think it's probably. Probably a pretty safe assumption to make that this is going to be a little bit more of a high-scoring affair. I think we're going to see uh, a lot of a lot of points scored in this one. The question is going to be who gets the most, and I think that's where we're at now. Unless there's some other matchup issue that you want to talk about in this uh, for this game, Brain. Otherwise, I think it's time to to make a prediction. Uh, I think I think those are the basics. I do think that. Um because of the issues that the Dolphins have had uh, covering backs and covering tight ends, and because we fear Oakland's passing game, I think it really puts the onus on not just Xavier Howard on Amari Cooper, but also Cam Wake and Robert Quinn to really put pressure on on uh, Derek Carr and obviously the really the entire defensive line it will be interesting to see if they could duplicate the performance that they had last week because they really looked dominant last week albeit against the Jets who do not have the greatest offensive line if they can go out and do that against an Oakland offensive line which is above average uh, then I'd be really impressed with this defensive line and if if the defensive line ends up being a strength of this team, and we know that the secondary is a strength of the team, you can make do with what you got at linebacker. It might actually be a pretty good defense for the long haul. Uh, but as for the the matchup and prediction time, I agree with you. I think this is a little bit of a higher scoring game. It makes me so nervous that we go into this game and that the Dolphins are favored. Because we've heard all off season about how terrible we are, about how we're going to be one of the five worst teams. Some people saying we are the worst team in the league, and we didn't look any good in preseason. We gave, we we showed nothing contrary to that in the preseason. We got a sloppy, weird, awkward win in game one. We beat a rookie quarterback in week two, and now we come home to play a team that's zero and two but doesn't seem like they're as bad as their record. Granted, they lost. I think what you got to do is you got to look at the competition. Week one, they played the Rams. The Rams, a Super Bowl favorite right now. 
and looking like a juggernaut team, a team that I believe was 14 and two or 13 and three last year. Uh, and so the Rams had their way with the Raiders last week, the Raiders for most of the game led the Denver Broncos and Derek Carr had this incredible game over 90% completion percentage and they lose at the tail end of the game against a pair of teams that are now 2-0. and It makes me think that the Raiders aren't as bad as people think that they are and that the Dolphins probably aren't as good as people think they are. And it gives me pause because everything that I look at, that I look at in this game tells me the Dolphins are the better side, they're at home, and therefore they're going to win this game. But this feels like one of those times where you've got a team that's 2-0 and that shouldn't be, and a team that's 0-2 that shouldn't be, and the unexpected happens. And so I'm picking the Raiders to go into Miami and come away with a win and have us all pissed off on Monday, whether it's the coaching or Tannehill or this defense. The negative Dolphin fans are going to come out of the woodwork. I've got the Raiders winning this one 34 to 31. Wow. Wow. So you were turning your back on your preseason. I said that I thought the Dolphins would win two out of three. I knew that I was going to pick them to win that game against Tennessee. I thought they would lose in – actually, did I pick them? I think I actually picked the Dolphins to lose to the Jets and then beat the – yeah, that's what I picked. Preseason, that's what I picked. But then last week, I still picked the Dolphins to lose to the Jets. But now I'm picking them to lose after they beat the Jets because I just don't think – that this team is a 3-0 and team. And granted, I could be wrong. At the end of the day, if we beat the Raiders and we're 3-0, and the Raiders will be 0-3. So it won't be like this impressive 3-0. and It'll be like, oh, who have you beaten? And then we've got New England staring us in the face next week. And that's a pretty be a deep statement test. there when you basically w- just basically said, I don't know that this team is a 3-0 and team. But if they beat the Raiders, they're a 3-0 and team. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I- that was pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good, pretty That's good hard hitting analysis. analysis. <laughs> That's the kind of analysis that you get when you listen to the same old Dolphins show. What I'm saying is, is that this team could be a three and O team, and they're still not a three and O team. To me. Wow. I just there this team, I'm not sold is what it comes down to. Well, that's fa- that's fair enough. They and they could it's, win this okay. game. They could win. The point is, is they could win this game, and I could still come out with them three and O and think I'm not sold because at the end of the day. When they were, the last time they were three and zero, what was that? That was Joe Philbin's second year, and I think they went eight and eight. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, you're a Miami Dolphin fan, and you are conditioned as a Miami Dolphin fan to view this team's any sort of degree of success that this team might have with a healthy dose of skepticism, and that's what. That's what the same old dolphins do to you. They always make you think, well, they're probably just the same old dolphins. So you, you're, you're hesitant and you, you have a hard time buying in and you're not ready to predict that they're going to go three and oh, but let me tell you something, brain. Let me tell you something right now. I am making the call. Your Miami dolphins on Sunday are defeating the Oakland Raiders. It's going to be 34 24 and the Miami dolphins are going to be three and oh, and Ryan Tannehill with three touchdown passes is going to be the toast of the town, baby. Miami dolphins going to be three and oh, I'm calling it now. I, 
I am calling for one big game. For, I think Tannehill will have a good game. I think the Dolphins' offense is going to have a good game, obviously. I picked him to score 30 points. The guy that I think has his biggest game, hashtag the able one, Kenyon Drake. I think this is a monster matchup for him. I think this is a this is a he's going to show his game changing ability in this one, so to speak. I love it. I like that call. I am going to predict that Devonte Parker is not going to get very many snaps in this game. He might be out. Well, I take that back. He may get some snaps, but I don't think we're going to see a lot out of him because he's Devonte Parker. And until he proves me, until he proves otherwise, I'm not putting any faith in uh, in Mr. Parker. I do have I w- a couple of. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I would just just on Parker. I wouldn't expect Parker to have any kind of big game, but if he did, it would not shock me. That's fair. He's just an enigma. And they, and honestly, it, it, if he was to go out there and put forth a game where he had like five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown, it could either be the best thing in the world for the Dolphins or it could be the worst thing in the world for, for the Dolphins. Because on the one side, you might say he's finally coming into his own. And now the Dolphins, in addition to all these other weapons, now have their highest upside weapon in Devontae Parker, and that makes them a truly dangerous offense. On the other side, you've seen Devontae Parker have those games before, and what it could mean is he just ends up getting more snaps and then disappointing. Uh, that's uh, he. I always believe that Devontae Parker will disappoint me until he proves that he can be a reliable type of guy. It's, it's just like, you know, I'm putting all my fantasy eggs in the Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, basket this week because he's been playing so well. So I'm benching Russell Wilson and who doesn't have an offensive line and I'm playing Ryan Fitzpatrick. But you know what that means? That means Ryan Fitzpatrick is throwing four interceptions. So if you've been wondering when the fit, when the quarterback Fitz magic is going to end, it's ending this weekend. I've, I've clinched it by starting Ryan Fitzpatrick in my fantasy league. Uh, but brain, I do have a couple of quick hot takes. People I ask, uh, the, the folks on Twitter, what their hashtag one hot take would be this week. And got a couple of answers that I want to share. First one comes from at Big Def Energy. He says Dolphins win by 10 or more points as Xavier Howard absolutely shuts down Amari Cooper. I think that is a very reasonable take and, in fact, is right along with my prediction in this game. And then uh, one that goes along with it that I also think is feasible is from at Dolphins Endzone. He says, as bad as the Raiders' defense is, the offense should score 24 or more points. And both of us have the Dolphins uh, 24 or more points. In fact, you have them scoring 31. I have them scoring 34. Either way, that's four touchdowns. And if we're if our prediction comes true, hey, it's good to see the Dolphins producing offensively at that kind of rate. And with that all said, I think that is going to bring us to the end of our Dolphins Raiders preview show. So Brain, why don't you tell the people, as always, where they can find you? can find me on Twitter at Aaron the Brain. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. The show is at tw- on Twitter at 
same old dolphins. You can also go to facebook.com slash same old dolphins and like our Facebook page. We put some, I'm doing my best to try to, to really get that Facebook page uh, energized and juiced up and try to get some more stuff going on there. So head on over to the Facebook page and give us a like over there. We'd greatly appreciate it. Of course, we'd also appreciate it if you haven't done so already to go over to Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe to the show. We also would appreciate you giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a, a positive review that would help other folks find the show. And of course, we're also on SoundCloud where you can like us and follow us. And uh, of course, in every show on the uh on the in, in the information for each episode, the show notes, I always include a direct RSS link so that you can just put that into whatever your podcatcher of choice is and download every episode of the same old Dolphin show as soon as it. So thank you again for joining us here on the same old Dolphin show. We will be back shortly after the game on Sunday to review and to recap and hopefully to celebrate what will be a third straight victory to start off the 2018 season your Miami Dolphins. But until then, for Aaron the Brain, this is Amplified to Rock. This is Josh. We will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami!